sage and is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. I mean, technically I am surrounded by wood. It's mostly particle board. But I do think that some of this stuff that I'm sitting on, this Ikea furniture, actually this desk is from Big Lots, is wood. So it is, it's not a lie. <laughs> the, uh, I'm in a wooded area. <laughs> I am a wooded area. Look, can't be talking, you know. You really want me to stand out there and do my show from a camp? I should. Too lazy. Too lazy. What's up, party people? How you doing, man? Mid-January. I hope you uh, enjoyed 2022 because it's going to be over before you know it. I don't understand time. I don't understand how that works, but I'm telling you what. It's the 13th, or if you're listening to the show on WMVU, Many Voices United, it's the 15th. It's over. It's done. Hope you enjoyed it. It's going to be like every other year. Uh, full of surprises. And uh, just when you thought things were going to get easier. No. No. Don't be silly. They're not going to get easier. It's because it's life. It's not meant to be easy. I don't understand why it's not meant to be easy. But you clearly look around. There's nothing about this thing that's easy. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. It's not easy. You know, uh, rappers, they like to say those rich rappers are like, more money, more problems. That's what they like to say. It's true. You don't know who your friends are. All of a sudden, all these people come hanging around that you've never seen before. And now they swear to God they're your best friend and then you lose all the money, and you know what? Those suckers, they disappear. They disappear. So then you feel like, well, shoot, man, I can't trust anybody. I just, I don't know. I mean, you know who seems to be having a happy life? Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama, reading this book about joy, him and Desmond Tutu. I don't know if it's all a, a front. Hard to know, right? I mean, the Dalai Lama is probably, he's like just the spiritual leader. He's, his whole thing is to be positive and happy. He could have severe depression on the back end. Desmond Tutu told a story about how he was in some airplane, him and his uh, bodyguard, and the plane was going through some serious turbulence or, uh, or an engine went out or something like that. And... The bodyguard, big, big, big dude, said to Desmond Tutu, he's like, I, I think we're going to die, man. I'm afraid. And Desmond Tutu, he was just reading his paper. He's like, mm, nah, it's fine. I just went back to reading his paper. But then he gets off the airplane, and he's like, man, I was so scared. <laughs> so who even knows? Who even knows if the Dalai Lama is happy? It could just be a front. The guy could be like, you know, just banging whores and banging fentanyl and just going nuts in hotel rooms. I don't know what goes on in the Dalai Lama's life. I don't know. I don't know. So there it is. Like, is the Dalai Lama a lie? Who knows? And then that's the problem, isn't it? That's the problem. You're like, I don't know. The Dalai Lama could just be a character. He could just be a, you know, a Fiction, a fictional person, not real. Dalai Lama, let's go, let's go look up what the Dalai Lama says on Twitter today. Hold on. Dalai Lama on Twitter. There we go. Let's, there it is. He's putting crap out. Is the Dalai Lama really tweeting? Is he really tweeting? 
I don't know. Here we go. January 10th. Materialistic values cannot give us peace of mind. It's like this all the time. So we really need to focus on our inner values, our true humanity. Only this way can we find peace of mind and more peace in our world. A lot of the problems we are facing, like war and violence, are our own creation. Isn't that interesting? Our, our own. Those are, those are our, our own. Our, our own. Our, our own. <laughs> Let me give you January 7th. The ultimate source of happiness is within us. Not money, not power, not status. Some of my friends are billionaires. <laughs> what is he doing? Some of my friends are billionaires. What do they call that? A, a humble brag? It's not even humble. But they are very unhappy people. Power and money fail to bring inner peace. Outer attainment will not bring inner joyfulness. We must look inside. I mean, it's like fortune cookie crap. You know, you've heard all that before, right? You don't, it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing new what the Dalai Lama is saying. All I want to know is, what's the Dalai Lama really like? It's all I care about. Is he just like that all the time? I mean, like, all the time. All the time. All the time. No, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Dalai Lama's running around, hanging out with billionaires. Everybody wants to have an audience with Dalai Lama. Like, gee, many Christmas, man. All I want to do is sit around and meditate, man. I'm the Dalai Lama. Billionaires be coming, knocking at my door, asking for wisdom and bullcrap. They don't even give me much money. Give me more money. More money. That's what the Dalai Lama is. I don't know. I don't know. I just... Everybody... And this is what the Dalai Lama says. I do agree. We're all the same. Dalai Lama says, in this book on joy, Dalai Lama does me too. Dalai Lama says... It's 7 billion people, all the same people. He said, no introductions needed. You know how we go in? We're like, hi, my name is Sage. What's your name? My name is Bob. Hey, Bob, what do you do? Oh, well, I, uh, you know, I sell light bulbs. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm the biggest light bulb seller in the northeast quadrant of, um, you know, of the, the western front. <laughs> okay. Is that really what you do? Is that really what you do, Bob? sell light bulbs. That's really what you do. Sell light bulbs. Well, no, I thought that's what you meant. No, man. What do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? I mean, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah. What do you do? Well, you mean after I'm selling light bulbs? You want to know what I do when I'm not selling light bulbs? Yeah, I want to know that. Is light bulbs your whole life? Well, it's the part of my life I want to share with you right now. Do you want to buy some light bulbs? No, man, I already got light bulbs. Well, then are we done here? Can I move on to the next guy and see if he needs some light bulbs? No, Bob. I want to know what you do, man. Well, when I'm not selling light bulbs... I go home and I binge watch Netflix. I like to sit down to one type of bag of potato chips or another. Right now I'm into uh, salt and pepper. Really like those uh, really like those kettle cooked chips, salt and pepper. Love those things. And then uh, you know, drink some Dr. Pepper, sometimes Mountain Dew. And uh, I go to bed and I sell light bulbs. Is that really what you do? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. That's my life. That's your life. Selling light bulbs, Mountain Dew, and Netflix. Yep. 
Do you have a family? Oh, yeah, man, of course. Oh, my family. Oh, they're the most important thing in my life. Nothing more important than my family, that's for sure. <laughs> Nothing more important. Really? What do you do with your family? Well, sometimes we sit down, we watch Netflix together. Oh, do you? Oh, wow. Yeah, that must be a bonding experience. Oh, yeah, it's great. Kids love that Gordon Ramsay. I watch Gordon Ramsay sometimes. Likes those cooking shows. My wife likes that British Bake Show. I can't stay awake during that. I fall asleep every time. I, I just want to eat the cakes. I don't want to watch people be making cakes all day long. So you're, you're the most important thing in your life, your family, is you and them kind of watching some TV shows together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the kids were young, I'd go out and I'd throw the ball on Saturdays. Yeah, how long did you do that? I, you know, a good five, ten minutes. I mean, it, what are you going to do? You're going to get, you can't be throwing balls all day long. But I'd do it. You know, I'd go out there, throw a ball a couple times, come back in, sit on the couch. I'm tired. You know, I'm tired. You're tired. Yep, I'm tired. What are you tired? Well, I sell light bulbs all the time. Always on the road selling light bulbs, making these conversations. I come home, I just want to relax. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm tired. Okay. Interesting. So, that's what you do? Yep, that's what I do. You got my whole life now, really. That's your whole life. Yep. There's 13.8 billion years in this entire universe, you get 80 of them, and most of them will be you eating chips, watching Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's good. What else is there? That's it. That's it. That's the life. That's the life. And, uh... And then we have the Dalai Lama putting this, you know, hallmark bullshit on Twitter. Materialistic values cannot give us peace of mind. Oh, really? Well, you know what's good, Dalai Lama? When I can pay the mortgage and I can feed my family. So uh, you can take your materialistic values cannot give us peace of mind bullshit and stuff it right up your Dalai La ass. Dalai Lama ass. <laughs> that's it that's us it's our life the Dalai Lama of course is right materialistic values cannot give us peace of mind but we are so dug in on our day to day life that we can't possibly take what he's saying seriously. And it becomes just tripe, you know. The ultimate source of happiness is within us. It goes, it's like, I can't believe the Dalai Lama puts that crap out. That's like what goes on the inside of a Hallmark card. Like, where did he get that? Did he write that? From the moment of birth, this is January 3rd, every human being wants to discover happiness and avoid suffering. Every human being wants that. Every human being wants to discover happiness and avoid suffering. Wow. This guy, I thought he was like smart. <laughs> if that's what everybody wants, then why the hell are we suffering so much? He just said seven days later. No, sorry, the seventh. Some of my friends are billionaires, very unhappy. There's a person with all the money in the world. Unhappy. But then four days earlier, the Dalai Lama says, every human wants to discover happiness. How is it that the billionaire guy has every resource available, 
every resource, can fly anywhere, can buy anything, can live anywhere, can do anything. Unhappy. How is it that the person with everything can't be happy and then he's saying everybody wants to have happiness? Clearly, there's a disconnect, right? If everybody wants happiness, why are the billionaires not happy? Why? Why are they not happy? And is the Dalai Lama happy? I bet sometimes. Is he more happy than most of us? I doubt it. I doubt the Dalai Lama's statistically happier than the average guy. His life's a nightmare. Everybody wants a piece of him. Everybody wants to hear the Dalai Lama say something profound. The Dalai Lama then comes out with materialistic values cannot give us peace of mind. And then we're all like, boo. I just read that on a, on a, on a grocery, in a grocery store on an aisle with a bunch of bullcrap $3 uh, uh, greetings cards. <laughs> My... Fortune cookie gave me better advice than this, Dalai Lama. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't even with you people. I can't even with you people. Oh, he's back in the house. Thank goodness. Woo. Thank goodness. So, yeah. No. So then let's get real. Dalai Lama's not happy. You know he's not. Billionaires aren't happy. He says it right there. His billionaire friend's not happy. So it's a lie that every human being wants to discover happiness, I think. Because why aren't we happy? Why aren't we happy? I think it's like uh, built into us. Now, we like to be happy. We like to have happy moments. We love it when our vacations go well. We love it when we watch a good movie. We love it when we eat a good meal. We have a good conversation. Omi said, I went to, to a place this weekend that was abandoned a long time ago. It's like a manufacturing town, all kinds of houses. Is it uh, Gary, Indiana? There's like these weird ghost towns in America. Abandoned. Wow. I bet that was cool. And I was reading about it later and read some homeless vets had moved in, rehab some of them, and live in them now. There you go. So, I feel like we got to get to the bottom of this. Do we really want to be happy? Oh, it's no Campbell. Oh, outside of Youngstown. Ooh, nice. It's, okay. That would be a good homeless center, potentially overtake a town i would like to overtake a town with the outcasts just like they did australia like like what did it, england send over the all the the criminals over to australia that's what i want i want i want all the outcasts it's called iron soup interesting i don't believe that we always want happiness because we seek out drama and drama is not happiness. Not in the standard way you think of it. It creates tension. It creates tension. What is happiness? Homie wants to know. See, now we're here. Now, here we go. Now a smart person has entered the room. What is happiness? The Dalai Lama says here, every human being wants to discover happiness and avoid suffering. So the Dalai Lama is saying, happiness is the opposite of suffering, I would think. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. 
Why do we watch horror movies? Why do we watch movies about the uh, Holocaust? I think it's a, a complete lie that we want to avoid suffering. We want suffering so we can have happiness. If you were on the organ transplant list, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay, I want to know more. Tell me more. What would happen if I'm on the organ transplant list? I would want an organ. Yes, I would. An organ would bring me, you get that call for your organ is ready for you. Go to the hospital. Your family feels happiness. Yes. Good one, Omi. So, interestingly, the happiness came in that example because of the suffering. The family would feel the opposite of happiness. Someone died for you. Oh, yeah. And then there's another. Ooh, Omi, I love you. You're so smart. I, I heard once that, like, the worst day of a gazelle's life is one of the greatest days of a tiger's life. You know? I don't know. Do tigers eat gazelles? You get the idea. Tiger kills a gazelle, maybe a baby gazelle even, a a cute little baby gazelle, just tears its throat out and just blood everywhere and just rolling in blood and guts. And the baby gazelle's still alive, still breathing and yelping in pain, and it brings happiness to the ears of the lion or the tiger or whatever he ate it. The suffering created happiness. Is that what you're getting at, Omi? Yeah, the other family would feel the opposite of happiness. The suffering creates the happiness. What do you think of that? How can you be happy if you don't know what unhappiness is? How can you even know? You can be a zombie. You could take enough Xanax. Happiness is subjective, says Omi. I think it... Okay, is happiness... I think we can all agree on happiness. Maybe, no, 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 no. I get what you're saying. But let me say there's a wide variety. So that lion that's rolling around in the blood and guts of that still bleeding, bleating gazelle that's still alive, clearly happy. And we can all understand its happiness. You're like, man, he hasn't eaten in days. He's so happy. He finally caught a gazelle. He's been hunting these gazelles for weeks. They're impossible. They're so freaking fast. He's so happy. He's going to be full. He's going to eat and eat and eat and eat. But you know what? That is temporary. Because you know why? Here come the freaking hyenas. They're yelling. They're stupid hyena. Those things yelping around them. A pack of hyenas circling the lion. He's like, dang it. I just wanted one thing. I've been hunting this gazelle. Can you give me five minutes with it? No, we're good. We're hungry too. And now the hyenas are happy. And the lion's pissed. Dang it! Says the lion. And the hyenas are like, Here come the crows. Here come the buzzards. Here come the eagles. Everybody's coming in. That guy did all the work. He hunted that thing. Those guys just did nothing other than just prance around behind him all week waiting for him to kill something. Now he's pissed. Now he's mad. The baby gazelle's still yelping in pain. Now the gazelle's unhappy. The whole gazelle family's unhappy. The lion's unhappy. 
But the hyenas are excited. And sure enough, that guy's got to get out of there because those hyenas are no joke. Now, the suffering that happened of the gazelle has now been transferred to the tiger. And the tiger's suffering creates the happiness of the hyenas. And then the buzzards just wait. They're just wait. They're like, I like it rotten anyways. All this fresh meat's just blech. I like it warm and rotten. They just wait, I think. I'm no wildlife expert. I don't know. I watch some shows. Um, he says, so to our homeless friends, $20 probably would be happy. $20 is happiness. Some of them, uh, a house would be happiness, but not all of them. Some just want that $20 and still be able to be outside. But that wouldn't be happiness to me. Being outside and doing my own thing and, uh, and having a home to come to and having $20. So having a home and $20 is happiness. But here's the thing, Omi. Don't you want $40? I mean, 20 is good, but 40 is better. You know? It's like one more thing on Amazon. The happiness leads to suffering. And may I say the Dalai Lama would 100% agree with this. He's like, all right, look, see, what you're talking about here, Sage, is the impermanence. See, she wants 400 she wants 400. Yeah. Right. 400 would be amazing. So, the Dalai Lama would indeed say, "Look, Sage, you're talking about all this uh superficial happiness. I'm talking about deep happiness. I'm talking about compassion and warmth and satisfaction or just just peace of mind. When you buy something from a homeless person who uses meth, I'll say it this way, or anybody that uses meth, you go on the black market, you're going to see things sell in increments of $20. 20, 40, 80 maybe 100, it all starts at 20. They all want 20. You know why? Because that's what the drug dealer wants, 20. Drug dealer wants 20. Years ago, I bought off of a person their Switch, their Nintendo Switch, it's a $300 item, paid $40 for it, because that's two 20s, $40, they wanted $40. Now, how does that $20 make that person feel? Let's just call it 20 It hits all the receptors that we are experiencing here on social media. You know, like when somebody likes your, see here, look, I'm going to, I'm going to put a little heart next to Omi's. I want $400. See, and I'm telling you that's going to make Omi get a little bit of ding right now. Playing Minecraft is making her happy. Yeah. Minecraft. My kid been, yeah. Minecraft just won't die. It, it, it keeps on going. Uh, I'm playing with a friend and we haven't played together in months. There it is. Beautiful. So let me ask you this. Isn't it the fact that you haven't played together in months? The reason you are happy playing with them now, Thomas, I love you. I'm glad to be back here, too. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you had been playing day in and day out with those friends, Minecraft, and they were like, look, Omi, I need you on Minecraft tonight at 6 o'clock. We're all going to get together. We're going to build a castle. And you're like, we built a castle last night. I know. 
but it's really important. There's a new castle tonight. We got to build it tonight. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for months. Yes, when we go hard for days in a row, it loses the fun and feels like a grind. If you ever go on an all-inclusive vacation or a, or, a, or a cruise, I've never been on a cruise, but I've been on an all-inclusive vacation. I went once. It gets exhausting. The first day you walk into that buffet and you're like, oh my gosh, it's prime rib and lobster every night. Prime rib and lobster, prime rib and lobster. By the third night, you're like, well, I don't know. Well, I get the prime. I got the I got the prime rib the first night. I got the lobster the second night. What am I going to get this night? I'm going to go again on the prime rib. What about the fourth night? You know, they got any chicken? Nope, just prime rib and lobster. Dang, could go for some chicken. Don't you eat chicken every day of your life at home? Yeah, but I. I could go for some. Well, we ain't got chicken. We got lobster. I mean, I mean, they do have chicken. Usually they have chicken. Sometimes dry. Though. Uh, yeah, that sounds awful for me. I hate too much planned activities. I want to go at my own pace. No obligation. See? There it is. What I'm suggesting is it's like in music. One, three, five... One, 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 three. Sorry, my I'm a little. I can get it though. One, three. These are these are chord intervals. Listen, one, three, five, one. We want to resolve, but the only reason we want to resolve to one is because we have five. I can even do it more. Let me see if I can sing this. One, three, five, seven, one. Seven makes you even want to get to one more. You see what I'm saying? You don't want to get to that root note, that one, unless you have the five and the seven, which are the tensions. I don't believe the Dalai Lama is correct where he says every human being wants to discover happiness and avoid suffering. No. The suffering creates the happiness. And the universe knows it. The universe knows it. I'm here to tell you That the suffering is critical. And the suffering will never go away. Now, we got a lot of problems on earth. Man-made, let's just call the man-made problems. We got a lot of man-made problems. Global warming, a lot of people like to talk about global warming. Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to all burn up into ashes if we don't stop putting all this carbon out into the thing, right? Um, America, America, I know a lot about. So I'll tell you, America, anything you don't know, uh, healthcare sucks. <laughs> it's too expensive. Um, we can't agree on anything around here. Everybody's all up in arms about everything. People dying from COVID that don't get the vaccination. Constant problems. And of course, me, homeless people, there's veterans, veterans who went overseas, risked their lives, got PTSD, came out here, living shelterless and being judged for it. We love, oh, that's another thing we love to do. We love to blame the victim. Makes us feel better. That's how we do it. Give you a quick example. Hope my wife doesn't mind. I got a little uh, smoker grill, and it's sitting by the by her car. It shouldn't be sitting there. It should be someplace else. But she got it for me for Christmas. It's really nice. Uh, I parked poorly 
outside of the garage. My, my truck was here. The garage is here. She had to kind of do some finagling and slightly tapped the grill and bent it. And she felt terrible. It's fine. The grill is fine. It's totally fine. But she said, you shouldn't have left it there. You shouldn't have left it there. And then she felt bad about that. She's like, oh my God, I just blamed the victim. We do it to make ourselves feel better. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a protection thing. It's like white people telling black people that the problem is they don't have enough fathers and enough family in their communities. They got it all figured out. Never spent a day in a black family's house at Thanksgiving or Christmas, but they got it all figured out. It's family values. (laughs) They like blaming the victim because otherwise... They have to start looking someplace else. And we don't want to look at ourselves. Look, if you've ever made a racial mistake, you know, we're doing this diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. We're going to get over it. We're already done with it. Black Lives Matter is done. Black Lives Matter is done. I literally drove by a church, a progressive church, and on their digital marquee, they wrote vaccinations matter. I'm like, Oh my God, really vaccine. You stole, you went that you went there. You didn't understand that. uh, When the white people started saying all lives matter and blue lives matter, that was just a protest against black people. Now you're doing it. Vaccinations matter. Good job. Good job. Don't even know they're doing it. Don't even know they're doing it. We don't understand our who we are. We don't understand. It's so complicated to be aware. And then when we are aware, we are embarrassed. And then we become defensive. And then we blame somebody else. Omi says, my whole house is vaxxed and three quarter of us got sick. Absolutely. Everybody's getting sick. And... Now the truth is coming out. It's been the truth the whole time. But the CDC is making health decisions based on the economy. You know they are. They went from 10 days to 5 days, right? This whole now if you got sick or whatever, I don't even I don't even pay attention anymore. It's the economy. It's not health. They got pressure from politicians and business people and they're like, "Well, you know, maybe 5 is fine." It's not the, they're, look, they're like, look, man, we'll cancel you. We will cancel. We will cancel the whole CDC. We will do it. You got to lighten up. And so then they lighten up. The blame game is strong in our society. Yes, it is. It's a defense mechanism, Thomas. It's a defense mechanism. And we do it because... It's so painful to accept the responsibility. It's so hard because then as soon as you admit that it was your 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 culpable then you the next question is well what are you going to do about it? I was listening to Akron City Council uh, discussions this past Monday. You can, I think you can watch them live, but they're on their uh, Akron City Council YouTube channel. And I would say, so, okay, so some citizens came on and said, hey, look, uh, these people are living in subsidized housing and the housing sucks. This has been an ongoing issue. And you need to do something about it. And I would say 
two or, or two out of four, three out of four of the council people responded with, we're doing stuff. Don't accuse us of doing stuff. Well, Shamus Malik just tells people that they need to be more civil. So he blamed, like, he doesn't even go to the, we're doing enough. He just likes to, to talk about the tone of the conversation. That's all he cares about. The tone, the tone, the tone. How about the tone of uh, the lady who can't get the cockroaches out of her uh, apartment? We're doing stuff. We've been doing stuff for years, says uh, Tara Mosley. We've been doing this for years. Don't tell us we haven't been doing stuff. We've been doing stuff for years. Then why isn't it fixed? They get defensive. They get defensive. This is what we do. There's a pedophile case in the church. They cover it up. They cover it up. They move the priest. They don't put him. They don't send him to the authorities. They move him. And they shh, shh, shh. Okay, okay. I understand that's a totally bad thing. We're going to help you. Just shh. You don't need to talk to the press. This is the natural instinct of people. You see? We're defensive. We're defensive. Do you watch It's Sunny in Philadelphia? I don't. Uh, Is it good? I've been wanting to. I want to show you this trailer of Don't Look Up. It's on Netflix. This is not real. This is not real. This is not real. This isn't happening. Kate, uh, tell me this isn't really happening. I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, good for you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, then you gotta digest it. That's the assessment period. This is the worst news in the history of humanity. He just blew us off. What are we gonna do? We have to release the information. So we just leak it. Our guests today have made a pretty big discovery in space. How big is this thing going? I can't destroy my ex-wife's house. Is that possible? <laughs> There's a 100% chance that we're all going to die. Hey. 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 Well, the handsome astronomer can come back anytime, but the yelling lady, mm, not so much. Not so much. We're going to get the news out there one way or another. It's real and it's coming. FBI! Jesus Christ, you could have just called me. This comet contains $30 trillion worth of material. What do trillions of dollars matter if we're all going to die? Oh, oh, no, this no, is what if we're rich? You guys discovered a comet? I have a tattoo of a shooting star on my back. Oh, that's that's terrific. <laughs> this could be a complete disaster. This is already a disaster. <laughs> you know that girl from Live TV said we're all gonna die? No. Yo, bro! have the FBI put that bag over your head. They don't do that. The CIA does, but I made them do it. You know, I had a feeling. It's a good feeling, because that is what I did, and it was very funny and cool. All right. Uh, I recommend it. I think I think you would enjoy the show if you have the Netflix. Uh, it's a good show, and it's like, you know, it's a crazy all-star lineup. But it's a metaphor. Obviously. Right? I mean... Well, maybe not. It does a nice job of showing you how things actually play out in America. So we have this president who is going through some turmoil in her presidency 
Uh, her numbers are plummeting, blah, blah, blah. A asteroid does not pull well, okay? Does not pull well. So it is not indicative or it is not, con- it is not, it is not beneficial to her to lean in to the inevitable death of humanity because her entire perspective is polling. How am I going to get elected again? Now, you also saw the guy, there's a really rich guy, a billionaire, who uh, comes up with the idea that that meteor is filled with really valuable minerals. And he's like, hey, man, we shouldn't destroy that thing. We should break it up so it's safe and then collect the minerals. And so what they do is they spin it as this is a jobs program. Because when we have tons more minerals that the Chinese, incidentally, in real life, do control a lot of those rare minerals. Yeah, yeah, it's so depressing and interesting. Yeah, 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 indeed, 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 indeed. Did you watch it, Luke? Um, If America can get control of those minerals, then we can control the production of things like cell phones and, and stuff like that. The, the stuff that cell phones and batteries, you know, like electric cars and stuff like that. Neat. And it then turns into a political thing. The ending of humanity turns into a, a political agenda. The liberals are like, look up at the, that there's a thing. There's an, uh, you can literally see it at one point. You can see it coming for us. And the conservatives are, look down, get to work. Okay. Districts, yeah. And Omi says districts like the Hunger Games uh, and they're the tech district. Yes, indeed. Now, You might think that this is a yet another liberal bashing of conservatives, but I think it does a good job of pointing out how brainwashed liberals are too. Like Ariana Grande in that in that uh, clip says, "Oh, I have comet. I have a I have a tattoo of a comet." Uh. You totally, I took the moral of the dangers of marriage, of toxic positivity, science denial, the marriage of political and corporate power would ultimately lead to our mutual and shared destruction. Very well said. The mar- So toxic, oh, brilliantly said, Luke. Okay, let me read that again. I took the moral of the dangers of the marriage of toxic positivity. Brilliant. That's the liberals. Toxic positivity. I have a, I have a asteroid tattoo. <gasps> asteroids means oh, asteroids, which pisses off conservatives. You're like, oh my god, oh my god. And of course, they have Ariana Grande do a big event to try to raise awareness, which incidentally just leads to more eye-rolling by conservatives, you're like, oh, my God. Could you roll out some more uh, superficial stars to try to trick us into believing your bullcrap? So the whole thing is people don't know what to believe because the CDC has now said we can go back, we can now only have to quarantine for five days. They went from 10 days to five days like that. Not because of science, because of money. We all know it. Well, the conservatives know it. The conservatives know it. The liberals just buy into the 
uh, brainwashing of save the planet, save the planet, trust the CDC, trust the government. And the, and the conservatives were like, dudes, that shit is whack. <laughs> like, no, you deny, you deny science. No, that's not science. That's propaganda. And so nobody knows who to believe. There's literally a asteroid coming for Earth. You can see it. And then enters the billionaire. And he's like, that asteroid's a good thing. I'm going to send up some drones up there. I'm going to just break it up into a bunch of pieces, and then it's going to be safe, and I'm going to collect it, and we're going to have more jobs. That's what he does. He says he's going to have more jobs. The asteroid's going to create jobs. It's a jobs plan. No. It's a get rich more for that guy plan. Okay, again, Luke says it. The, I took the moral of the dangers of the marriage of toxic positivity, science denial, right? Those are the two opposites there. The marriage of political and corporate power will ultimately lead to our mutual and shared destruction. And then Luke goes on to say, right, the political correct, correctness which blocks any avenue of truth. Love, it's both the scientists who are the do-look-up things can't always be pleasant. Oh, scientists who look up, dude, look, things can't, yeah, things can't always be pleasant. Right. Yeah, that guy is good. So, but then what we do is we start defending our position. We come back into that defense position and we start blaming everybody else. We stop looking at ourselves. Okay. I got a homeless guy that lives over at my place. Every problem in his life is caused by someone else. Okay? Every problem. The reason this happens is because of that person. The reason that happens is because of that person. Several months ago, he was nearly killed by a woman who uh, hit him extremely hard over the head with a machete. She said that he would have bled out had he not put his head into an icy cold river. Now, she had a reason for it. I'm not going to get into the reason because you might know these people and I don't. Well, no, I'm just going to say it. She said he pulled out his wiener and showed it to her and started jerking off in front of her. That's what she said. So she took a machete because he had been playing this bullshit before and she tried to kill him with the machete. She was sick of it. She was sick of it. Sick of it. Now, you can say, look, that guy was attacked by this homicidal woman. Homicidal person. It's not a woman. I don't mean to, right? This homicidal person that tried to kill him. Well, if you didn't try jacking off in front of her over and over again, maybe she wouldn't have felt inclined to try to kill you with a machete. No, man. She's just crazy. She's crazy. She's just crazy. We never, ever got to the point where he would talk about what happened before then. You understand? Now, hopefully you can be like, oh, well, yeah, this is, the, you know, we all know. We've read in, in, in uh, you know, little snippets of words of wisdom. Take responsibility for yourself. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm here to tell you, we all do it. We all do it. And we do it on these massive issues. Liberals yell at the conservatives. Science denier. That's the whole problem. Conservatives are science deniers. But they don't take the step back and ask, why are they science deniers? Well, they're stupid. 
Yeah, sure. I know why. Because they're stupid. You look at all the. That's where it all devolves in these conversations on Facebook. You're too stupid to understand my point. You're too stupid. And that's it. Then it ends. I'm here to tell you, if you can write on Facebook, you're not too stupid to understand these issues. Now, you might be blinded by propaganda. And that's where it gets interesting. The liberals are equally as blinded by propaganda as the conservatives. But neither can see their own propaganda. The conservatives believe that what they are being told is the truth. The liberals believe what they are being told is the truth. But And each other side can see plain as day that they are being sold a bunch of lies to make people stay in power and get rich, which is what Don't Look Up is all about. They are sending messaging to people that are predisposed to a certain way of thinking that they're like, yeah, that sounds about right to me. The billionaire guy says all those minerals on that asteroid are its jobs. If we can save that asteroid, we got jobs. And then people are like, I like jobs. That sounds about right. Liberals just want the government to take care of all their problems. Of course, they're right. Reason has never once worked in the history of the world, but let's try it this time. Stance of the liberals is stated by Welcome to Nightville podcast. Nice. I, uh, there's so much messaging. It is so impossible to know the truth. Then that's why you end up with flat earthers. You're like, I don't know, man. They tell me the earth is round, but how am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know Tuskegee? The biggest one I think of, you know, black people. Why would black people want to get a uh, vaccination from the government when uh, the, the, they ran this massive decades-long, was it decades? At least 10 years, I don't know, longer, experiment where they just kept black people having syphilis and then just tracked them. Did not treat them. Why would you believe? Why would you believe? I'm telling you, researchers need money, Okay. And the way researchers get money is they sex up the numbers. They don't tell you the truth. They tell you the truth that will get the most money. So, of course, the scientists are untrustworthy because they want money. And they need to go to the people that have money, and the people that have money either want two things. They want to stay in power, or they want more money. So the truth is subjective. So I don't, under, I don't, I don't believe reason is the answer. I don't think, because what is it? What is reason? How is there some sort of objective truth to any of this? To COVID? What how many days do we really need to quarantine? Is it five? Is it ten? Is it seven? Is it eight point five? Flat Earth Doc from 2018, behind the curve. The Flat Earthers prove with science at least three times that their belief is bullshit. The scientists, you know, those trained with actual method are surprisingly compassionate to flat earthers. That's sweet. It's because they have been fed propaganda, not lies, propaganda, because everything has an element of truth. When a conservative says something, it's, there is an element of truth. When a conservative, when a liberal says something, there is an element of truth. We must start there. We must stop blaming other people for beating us on the head with a machete. We have to stop we, and ask, why is this person beating me on the head with a machete? Maybe it's because my dick is in my hand and I'm jacking off in front of the person. <laughs> and that will conclude yet another 
thrilling edition of Sage Against the Machine, where Sage tries to find some more love and peace in his life, but you know, what are you going to do? I try. Everybody, I love you. You are amazing. You inspire me. You are the reason I fight for people that need people to fight for them. You're my energy. You're my nuclear fusion. All right, everybody. I love you. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.